Welcome to a healthy bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on the dish with Rebecca Huff. This episode of Healthy Bite is sponsored by Pure Organic, the folks helping us take a sweeter bite out of life. With Pure Organic Stevia, I'm able to create desserts such as my low-carb salted caramel peanut crunch chocolate bars. What do we love about Pure's Organic Stevia? No calories, no sugar, and never anything artificial. That's because Pure takes the highest quality non-GMO stevia leaves from organic plants to make their sweeteners while avoiding chemicals, additives, and artificial processes. We recently tried and loved the new Pure Organic Sugar-Free Baking Mixes. If you don't have time to make brownies or cookies from scratch, you can still make your own baked goods with minimal prep work. Their sugar-free chocolate chip cookie mix and sugar-free brownie mix are keto-friendly and gluten-free. Find Pure products at pureorganic.com. That's P-Y-U-R-E-O-R-G-A-N-I-C. Com. Hey, it's Rebecca, and today we are back with Dr. Susanna Stoica, and today we're going to be talking about her book, Five Mirrors, Five Blessings, and um, as I was looking over your the excerpt from your book, um, one of the quotes, tilt it down just a little bit. Yeah, there we go. Um, When it opens, it says, uh, those we love most are the ones who can inflict the worst pain on us. But if we took the time to look closer, we would find that they are our best teachers, guiding us on a path of becoming kinder, better, more compassionate individuals. Um, And I noticed in your book, you have an entire chapter on how to gain insight as a parent. So I was like, yes, (laughs) we need this book. (laughs) So what made you decide to write this book? As you know, I am a healer. And when I started uh, doing healing in a conscious way, because I was doing since I was a small child, I saw that the emotions have about 5% to play in the reasons why somebody gets sick. Then as I kept doing healing, I found more and more people with uh, really serious emotional problems. And what would happen, I would work with them, they would get better, and then uh, after a while have another illness. And uh, just didn't make sense. And then uh, at one point I had somebody who came to me recommended by, by another practitioner who couldn't help her at all. And this lady had really uh, overactive thyroid. Her eyes were bulging, hardly had any hair on her head because of the overactive thyroid, and she was on disability. So she was complaining she couldn't pay for the sessions, and I really never saw such a thing, such a bad case. What really shocked me was that her thyroid was so big that you could see the edges of the thyroid from the back. Huge. She was holding her head up because she couldn't, uh, the thyroid was still here. So after two sessions, she comes back. Her eyes are back in place, normal. Her thyroid is small enough that she holds her head perfectly. And I said, oh, I am so happy that uh, you are feeling better and 
I'm very positive. She says, yeah, but I don't want to get any better than this. What? <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? I said, you know, I am on disability. And I said, yeah, I know. And you are complaining that you don't have money and you can do this and you can buy that. I said, yeah, but you know, I am still working under the table, paid in cash. So now I have as much time as I need. I have all, I don't have to work as hard. So I really don't want to get better. I think uh, she did uh, uh, also some blood tests and the blood tests were 10 times lower uh, thyroid output. So I said, you know, you have to figure out what you want to do with your life after you get better in order for you to progress properly. I had 12 more sessions with her. She constantly refused to, to look into what would she do when she gets better. She stayed exactly in that state. Wow. That convinced me to go and uh, become a certified hypnotherapist. And working more with people with their emotions, I found that some illnesses com are completely emotion. Like fibromyalgia is nearly 100% emotion. Wow. The reason being that usually fibromyalgia comes on when people are in prolonged, intense emotional or physical pain. Mm-hmm. And by releasing the emotional pain, releasing the physical pain, the trauma, which is stored in our muscles, we get well. And I know what I'm talking about because I, when I had my brain injury, I also uh, was injured all over my body. And I had for years horrible pains day and night. And I ended up with fibromyalgia. Luckily, I knew how to do emotional work. Uh, I found out what was the connection between the, the fibromyalgia uh, points. And I did emotional work for, it took me about a year and a half, I completely got uh, rid of uh, fibromyalgia. So let me ask Emotional you. work. Okay. And so can you kind of explain, so maybe people who are listening to this don't understand what emotional trauma is. Can you explain a little bit about that? Just, I mean, a basic understanding of what emotional trauma is. As we go through everyday life, things happen. It can be that uh, you expected to go out with your parents somewhere and your parents forgot about it. Simple as that. Even to add to it, if two kids have, are in exactly in the same position, they expect to go to a show or somewhere with the parents. One will perceive it as a trauma, the other won't. Okay. So it, what we perceive as negative stuff is what creates a trauma. And the trauma gets stuck in our body. The first time the trauma is not so bad. If you repeat a similar trauma, that gets fixed in our system. 
And uh, Dr. Candace Perth has a whole book about it, Molecules of Emotions, explaining how peptides, which carries the emotions, the chemicals that carry the emotions, uh, get stuck in our cells. And they ca can be released by relaxation, emotional work, wow. in other words. You can release them also with, in time with yoga. Stretching exercises release negative emotions for, from your uh, system. That's why they reduce uh, blood pressure. Uh, if you are uh, regularly doing yoga, your blood pressure goes down. It's very well known. So trauma is what you perceive about life. So something that may be causing one person trauma may not be that for someone else. So it's basically how we perceive the event. The, uh, our world around us. Uh, an interesting story is of somebody who I worked with many years ago. She, could, uh, she and her sister could never see eye to eye. And she was actually the person who, who was upset with her sister and wouldn't talk to her older sister, a year or two older sister. And when we did the regression, when light hypnosis, uh, we found out a memory from where she was three-year-old and her sister was four or five. And uh, her sister had a friend over. They were playing on the seashore. And these three girls were playing. And at one point, the two older girls went ahead. And they went behind the boulder. This three-year-old couldn't see her sister and thought that she was abandoned. When we went further with the memory, we found out that her sister realized that uh, she left uh, the little one behind, came, picked her up, and everything was fine. After this release of, uh, of the negative emotion, she was able to go to her sister, say, I am sorry, we missed so many years, and they were very good friends again. Wow. So apparently the connection between health and emotions is pretty strong it's very strong it's very strong for example uh, i saw cancer reversed by emotion emotional work i had years ago a, a lady who had one breast cut off because of uh, cancer and uh, she was sent by her doctor to me because she was still having the uh, blood tests, which showed that sooner or later he, she will have another cancer. She had a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and she was concerned what will happen with those kids. So we worked, and we uh, found out that this woman was... Uh, volunteered by her husband, who was working quite a bit with his church, to do some work with the church. She, did, she wasn't so enthusiastic as her husband, but if her husband wanted, she went, went along with it. And the work she was given was to take money from the richer parishioners and give it to the poor 
parishioners. And she was so successful that people from other churches started joining their church. And that at one point, the richer parishioner told her, look, I gave and gave and gave, but I have my limits, I can't. So she didn't have what to give the poor people. And, and they started being very pissed at her and bad-mouthing her. And she got sick. So she felt better. We did healing combined with emotional work. And she says, uh, I feel better, but how do I uh, get out of this? How do I talk to my, uh, my husband? I said, very simple, go home, tell him what, uh, what does he prefer, to raise the two kids by himself or raise them with you? So she went home, had the discussion with her husband. Of course, her husband said, of course, I want you to be alive. And she was elated. And uh, she came back. She said, yeah, but what do I do with the priest? And I said, fine, you tell him you did it for a few years. You want some time off, and maybe he can find some other work for you. He started, she just started talking, the priest told her, no problem whatsoever, please take care of yourself, you have uh, young kids, you have to take care of yourself, of your kids, we'll see if you want ever to do anything else, it's fine. If not, it's fine too. Three weeks later, she calls me up, tells me I had blood tests better than in 15 years. Her wow. cancer started three years previous. That's crazy. Another case, uh, for example, was of somebody who was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. As you know, that's pretty deadly. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was metastasized. Uh, and she had an idea that if somebody is able to take out the main cancer from her pancreas, the metastasis would disappear. Every doctor told her that it's not so. The insurance wouldn't cover any surgery because it was crazy. Finally, she found a doctor somewhere. She had enough money. Uh, who was willing to do the surgery, but she had to sign a, a piece of paper saying, I am fully aware that I have only 40% chance of getting out of surgery alive. She came to me 12 days before the surgery because she was postponing uh, doing healing. We did, I think, three sessions of healing or four and a few emotional sessions. We found out that her mom never wanted her, that uh, she even tried to have an abortion. I found out that uh, when she had the previous cancer, which was a breast cancer, her mom visited and uh, they got into a unpleasant discussion and the mom tell, told her, I hope you die of this cancer and left. During our work, emotional work, she was able to forgive her mom 
to understand why her mom behaves the way she behaved. She had an abusive dad, very abusive dad, and was able to write a very kind letter to her mom, to which her mom was living abroad, to which her mom told her, uh, I don't know what you are doing, but it's beautiful. Continue doing it. And she came and take, took care of her. Oh. Yeah. They went, uh, uh, she had the surgery. The metastasis was gone. The main cancer was small enough. They were able to take it all out. And she had a successful surgery. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, it's it's incredible the connection between you know these emotions and how you know it manifests in our body i know personally that there's been times in my life when i've felt a lot of anger and bitterness and those were probably the least healthy years of my life and it i know it stemmed from the, you know these emotions surrounding relationship problems i was having at that time so i i do believe that our emotions have a huge impact on our health um so i know that you put exercises at the end of each chapter in this book do the exercises help people to work through these emotions or what are these exercises about what I found uh, working with people is that they are very reluctant to do the emotional work. On one side is the fear of touching on uh, past painful events. And the other side of it is a kind of shame because people think that they are the only ones having such a terrible trauma. So giving an opportunity to people to start working on their emotions on their own in a safe way because it doesn't go you can't go on your own deeply unless you are properly trained um it will maybe open them up to uh, ask for help to release those emotions uh, I think if they just do the, the exercises, they will get insight into their lives and how people who maybe did something wrong taught them to, to be a different, better person. The most extreme case I ever saw is by a uh, person who wrote the book, uh, a child called it uh, he was horribly abused by uh, his parents horribly especially the mother but he decided to do something different with his life and to he became a speaker helping a lot of people who have, who were abused and making them aware that they are not the worst and you can go through it and you can have a different life. So I hope my exercises will help a lot of people. Good. Um, well, we had discussed this in a previous issue, um, in a previous episode. You wrote a book 
and also a series of cookbooks about brain injury. So can you tell us what's, is there a connection? And if so, what is the connection between the brain injury books and the five blessings, the five mirrors, five blessings? If people who have car accidents, for example, and they look at their lives at the time of the car accident, there is a high probability they will find something in their lives that makes them not being so careful when they were driving. What about, say, someone who's had a sports injury? I know there's a lot of, uh, like, for example, football players who have uh, traumatic brain injuries. What would you say in that instance? Uh, For any brain injury, uh, having the emotional work is very, very important. Uh, Brain injury is very disabling. And the worst part about it is that it's not visible. People around you think that you are perfectly okay, but you can't function. Right. And because of that, they get into a deep, deep depression and uh, they give up on themselves and they don't take care of themselves. Um, Which is they, common with uh, an invisible illness. Yeah. They, uh, they think about suicide many times and some go through with it, as we know. Mm-hmm. So having emotional work is very, very important. Okay. Um, so can you explain to us a little bit about the, um, I guess, more of an energetic explanation of the mind-body connection? Oh, yeah. That's a very good question. What happens with us when we are uh, sick, we have an energy field. That energy field, or what religion calls the soul, is something that is inside the body as well as around it. Now, scientific-minded people would say that it's an electrical field, which is produced by uh, the neural work in our body. I find it not exactly Uh, to be that. I think it's separate from, um, it's an energetic body, basically. We have an energetic as a physical body. Uh, When we are happy, that, uh, that frequency of that energetic body increases and the strength of the signal becomes higher. With that, the body expands. And the colors of a happy person are all vibrant colors, light colors, um, very present colors. Now, if on the other side, if somebody is upset, immediately the field collapses. It becomes lower frequencies. The more the illness is in our body, the lower the frequency of the field. That's why it's it's easy to fix an acute illness. Very difficult if you neglect for a long time. So the colors also of our field are muddy when we are upset. Grayish, dark brown. It's very interesting. Wow. So what can we do 
at an energetic level to uh, go around anger and fear and or i found that most of the time uh, our problems are because we expect people to do something for us that they don't even know that we expect from them expectations and we get upset. Mm -hmm. an interesting book is forgive for good uh, written by a professor from Stanford, a professor of psychology who studied the role of forgiveness in people's in health and in people's lives. And uh, he even went to Ireland and worked with uh, two factions to, to help the peace process. And he has a very interesting story. He had a very good friend. Uh, he was an only child. The other one was an only child. And they basically grew, grew up like brothers. And the other guy falls in love, wants to get married. And his friend is waiting for an invitation to the wedding and expects to be best man. The invitation never comes. Of course, never a, a best man. And they never speak for about 20 some years. Now, this man being a professor of psychology working on forgiveness, decides to approach his former friend and see what's going on. What does he have to forgive? And uh, when he talks to his friend, his friend says, oh my God, I thought you didn't show up at my wedding. I was really hurt. They dig into it. Seemingly, his future wife was writing all the invitations, and she, for, she forgot to write one for his best friend. Oh, my. And these two friends didn't talk for 20-some years, and as soon as they found out the real reason, oh. they were friends again. That is so sad. That's why I have to say, if you have a friend and you think they're upset with you, you have to try to get closure. If you think they've just written you off, instead of just fading off into the background and being like, okay, well, I guess she doesn't like me anymore. Just ask what's going on between yes. us. I feel like, you know, people that don't like reach out for closure, they probably keep these bottled up emotions and yes. it could have been easily resolved like that example you just gave. So how can we, what do we do? How can we better deal with our emotions instead of letting these kind of things happen? First of all, we have to understand that people have lives. Mm -hmm. And as we go through life, things happen. Right. And if your boss at work is normally a cheerful person and one day she is, she really rips into you <laughs> without any obvious reason or rips you more than he should she should or he should think about that maybe something happened at home right something really traumatic happened to that person at home so have a little bit of compassion mm -hmm. and give them a leeway don't get upset Mm -hmm. That wouldn't do anything to your boss, wouldn't change the way your boss is behaving or your parent or your friend or your significant other. 
just wait for a moment, a calm moment, and ask, what happened? Did I really mess up so badly? Or if you know that you didn't mess up so badly, jokingly tell next time, I hope you are not, go not going to rip into me again. Right. That's so true. I, I can't believe you just told that story because I was talking to a friend about this recently, the same thing of how when we um, have these expectations and suddenly a friend isn't behaving the way that they normally do, our first reaction is to think, okay, that person's upset with me, either I've done something. And then a lot of times I think the reason we don't reach out is perhaps fear of rejection. Maybe we don't really want to know, okay, if she is upset with me, I don't want to know. I don't want to have to deal with it. Um, I'm just going to like back off. And like in the example you gave, I think that's what happens to friendships a lot of times is it just kind of like, okay, no one wants to deal with it. And then the person who originally started, you know, behaving differently because of whatever happened, then they see you acting different and they're suddenly like, okay, what did I do to her? Why is she, boy, I had this bad day and now all of a sudden she's avoiding me. So then you have two people with the completely opposite expectations and neither of them knows what's going on behind the scenes with the other one. And it just, so yes, I, I think dealing with these emotions and just trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes. people don't even realize that they were uh, behaving badly. Right. Because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And I think this happens a lot of times now with the world being so much smaller and we're so much more connected because of the internet and social media and just being able to fly across the world to make friends in another country. But, you know, you maybe don't know what's going on in their life when you're not talking to them on a daily basis. So I think it's easy to misinterpret someone's feelings or what they have going on. So I think that's a very important story that you shared with us. And um, so what, what final tips would you give us as far as just everything we've been talking about and how to keep our emotions healthy. I would uh, advise that you get a book. Uh, uh, it's uh, Masaru Emoto wrote a beautiful book about water. And he was a scientist and he was working with uh, frozen water. And he realized that when the water would defreeze, there were different crystals in it. And he took water and he did some experiments and he found out that if you say positive words to the water or even put labels with positive uh, messages, or he did an experiment that kids would talk to the water in nice way and bad way. When they talked nicely, uh, the water crystals were much nicer. <laughs> if they uh, put the water crystals ne next to Baroque music, the crystals were beautiful. If they said thank you, they were beautiful. Mm. But if they put rock music, the it never formed even crystals. Metallica, forget it. Right. So is this similar to the study they did with plants and music? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But it shows visually. And the best 
crystal, the most beautiful crystal, which is actually on the, the cover of the book, it's gratitude. Now, if you think about the fact that we are 70% water, the best advice I can give people is before going to bed, just write into a book five things you are grateful for that day. And it can be that your kids are healthy, that you had a beautiful sunset, that you still have your job, that you have a, a, cover, a roof over your head, whatever, you had a good meal, but something of gratitude. And if you continue doing that, your view of the world will change for the better and you are not going to pick up so easily uh, negative emotions. Perfect. Beautiful, beautiful advice. Thank you, Dr. Stoica, for being here with us today and sharing your beautiful wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun. If you're listening, make sure you check the show notes. I'll put the links to the books that you've mentioned in this episode and also to your books, all of the books that you have, your um, brain injury books and the book we've been discussing today, Five Mirrors, Five Blessings, as well as the links to your website. So make sure if you're listening, you check the show notes or the description box if you're watching the video so you can go find out more about the work that Dr. Stoica does. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please write and review so other people can learn about this podcast. Find out more about sleep, hygiene, eating healthy, tasty recipes, zero-waste lifestyle, and lots more on thatorganicmom.com. Help us spread the word. Be blessed and stay healthy.